Safer Shmot, Parshat Bo, from the darkness comes the redemption. In Parshat Bo, we learn that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. This is perhaps the greatest problem in the Exodus story and still the worst of moral conundrums today. It's the root of the great societal ill that causes a breakdown in social trust and empathy. Sadly, it's becoming even more pervasive today. Researchers at the University of Michigan show that over the last few decades, the capacity for empathy in America has dropped 40%. This is the breakdown of society, when we can no longer see one another, no longer imagine how the other feels, no longer care about how another suffers. How might we respond to such a ubiquitous phenomenon? Here there's a disagreement between Buber and Levinas. Both agree that the encounter with the human face should awaken us, even startle us from our slumber. Martin Buber, living in 1878 through 1965, believed that we dare not have relationships with other human beings in an I-it manner, where the other is merely instrumental for our own gain or ideology. Rather, the other must be an end in herself in an I-thou relationship. Each person has infinite dignity and is not merely a tool for our own means. Emmanuel Levinas, living 1906 to 1995, the great 20th century Jewish philosopher in France, argued that we cannot relegate our ethics to abstract metaphysical principles. Rather, the encounter with the human face of the other should immediately call us to moral responsibility. We cannot look the other concretely in the face and not awaken our own humanity and thus our most basic capacity for empathy. I have always described the face of the neighbor as the bearer of an order imposing upon me, he writes, with respect to the other, a gratuitous and non-transferable responsibility as if I were chosen and unique and in which the other were absolutely other, i.e. still incomparable and thus unique. But the men round about me are multiple, hence the question, who is my neighbor? The inevitable question of justice. For Buber, the encounter with the other is not a moral or political encounter, but a spiritual one. In fact, extending that encounter beyond the spiritual would make that person instrumental. For Levinas, on the other hand, the face must indeed awaken a moral and political responsibility. Are we in too much of a rush to pause and truly see each other? Our family members, our community members, members of society, strangers are longing for us to see them. But our closed heart closes our eyes. All of us have hardened hearts at times. Indeed, sometimes we must close our hearts to protect ourselves with, with, within trauma. Sometimes we must quiet emotional intensity due to sympathy fatigue. For some professionals, they must keep our emotions under control. For example, a surgeon should not cry when cutting into a patient, but should bracket the emotional realm of causing harm due to the knowledge that the procedure is deemed necessary. On the other hand, if we don't cry at times, we risk losing our humanity. Our most righteous ancestors live within us, but unfortunately, Pharaoh can live within us as well. Rabbi Avraham Yehoshua Heschel, A.J. Heschel, wrote, We are all pharaohs or slaves of pharaohs. 
It is sad to be a slave of a pharaoh. It is horrible to be a pharaoh. Daily, we should take account and ask, what have I done today to alleviate the anguish, to mitigate the evil, to prevent humiliation? Let there be a grain of profit in every man. Each day, may we continue to open our hearts and truly see one another. But first, we must ask ourselves a few simple questions. What causes darkness to instill fear into the hearts of children and adults alike? What is the nature of this natural phenomenon that causes such psychological angst in people? How do, how do those afraid of the dark get over their fear of this intangible oppression? In this week's Torah portion, we learn about the penultimate plague, that of a complete enveloping darkness upon the land of Egypt, Choshech. The placement and essence of this plague is most fascinating, both as a display of divine power and as a pedagogical construct. What is it about this plague that makes it so heartrending? After all, don't we all experience roughly half of each day cocooned by darkness? Why should anyone continue to be afraid of the dark? The answer, I believe, is a stark one. Darkness in all its many forms represents the infinite gap between the self and the other. There is no measurement for space or time in the dark, merely endless aloneness and despair. This notion then gets to the contextually rich nature of darkness, referred to in this week's Torah portion. Midrash Exodus Rabbah explains that the darkness that sinks into the land of Mitzrayim is not of the natural world, but from the metaphysical depths of Gehenna, of hell. Thus, there is an inherently evil essence to this singular darkness. This is darkness that is felt throughout every sinew. Rabbi Levi of Ben Gershon, known as the Raubach, taught that the darkness is referring to fear and suffering, an early explication of existential angst. Likewise, Midrash Tanhuma, a collection of agadic exegesis, understood darkness in the Parsha as relational. After all, the literal reading of Pshat of the verse states that no one could see anyone else, nor could they leave their homes for three whole days. What should we take away here? When darkness descends, we lose our ability to see one another. Metaphorically, when darkness extends down to the earth, humanity loses the ability to engage in compassion. When it gets dark, people stay home. They'd rather not get up. They'd rather build a hyper-atomistic society. When times get tough and people only look for security, they only see sorrow. This is the plague that destroys the moral fabric of society. Still, there's an inspiring message present. Torah teaches us that it takes a miracle to prevent seeing one another. It takes but one of the 10 plagues to create a world where individuals were not able to see each other. Empathy and love are not only possible, but inevitable. It's human nature. After the plague of darkness, Pharaoh cries, don't see my face again. When one cannot see another, they seek to break all relationships, even those that offer their complete redemption. Pharaoh knew for certain by this point that he needed Moshe for his salvation. Nevertheless, he failed to live up to his potential by sending Moshe away. Retreating from seeing another, that is the ultimate defeat and the breakdown of all relationships and growth. We should have hope, 
not only from the fact that Israel is preserved in light in the story, but also that it takes divine intervention for the Egyptians to not see each other. The plagues remind us that they are the inverse of their nature, that they are hidden blessings oriented towards human redemption. We recall today from the plagues that people contain an innate holy capacity to see the souls of others within the eyes of the compassion. We can only see one another clearly in the light. Although darkness is ever present in the world and in our lives, surely, we should still be blessed with the knowledge that we are equipped to see one another vividly while acknowledging the blessings of human love, empathy, and transcendental encounters in our lives. Shabbat Shalom.